Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This week's episode of Enough About Me is brought to you by Milton's The Store for Men. If you're planning a trip down the aisle like I am, Dana Katz and his team at Milton's will outfit all the guys in a great suit or tux. Choose from top designer styles in the latest colors and price ranges. And with Milton's buy one, get one free suit sale, it makes much more sense to buy than rent. To make an appointment with one of their experts, call or email wedding at Milton's.com. At Milton's, you'll be as comfortable in our stores as you'll be in our clothes. South Shore Plaza, Braintree, and Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill, Milton's, the store for men. So I'm taping this uh, in Kennebunk Port, uh, looking out at the ocean. I think we were scheduled to have uh, part one of a two-part podcast with Jason Wolf, my old program director. Uh, and those are pretty good. But uh, I don't feel like running those this week. I was in for an hour at the end of last week. Just goofing around with Mutt and Tangway. Um, I'll be back with Jerry on Monday. That'd be Monday, July 10th. I think Jerry's going to be in as well. And I'm in for the whole week after that and for a lot of the rest of the summer. Um, but I felt like talking about my mom and dad a little bit. I did this after my dad passed uh, in studio. I taped a podcast. And now my mom's gone too. She died, um, as I'm taping this, about a week and a half ago. They died exactly seven weeks apart, each on a Thursday. My dad died um, almost at 11 a.m. My mom died just before noon. Uh, My dad had multiple myeloma. My mom had pancreatic cancer. As people listen to the show know, my mom... uh, really suffered. She really struggled the last few weeks. And it's just a weird time. It's hard to wrap your head around it. Uh, and I'm in the place that they loved as much as anywhere. And I'm happy I can be here. But you can't shake things. You know, you feel like you're surrounded by ghosts. Uh, it's their place. You know, last night we watched the fireworks of the 4th of July and there were couples that were friends of my parents around and I just thought it's just really spectacularly unfair. It just feels so unfair that they don't get to do this. I don't know, the whole thing's weird. It's weird. Um, Selfishly, from from my side, I still can't wrap my head around it uh, most of the time. There are good days for sure, and then good moments, and your you, 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 life goes on. I understand that, but I can't shake it. I just cannot shake it. The other day, I was driving around uh, here. I've been up in Maine really most of the time uh, since my mom passed. I was driving about a couple miles outside of where they live, and I and I saw this this little bakery that was open, or that that was there. And the last time I was there, I was there with my daughter, Kate, and my parents. It was the four of us. We had a great breakfast, and it was fun. And my mom and dad were feeling pretty good that day. 
they were both sick, but they were both feeling pretty good. And I pulled up, and it made me feel good. I'm thinking about that place. And I pulled up to this little bakery, and there was a sign in the bakery that said, we're closed, we're out of business. And I sat in front of that bakery and I cried for two or three minutes because it just, I don't know, it hits you. Stupid, dumb things just hit you. Um, I, I came in here to, 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 to help. One of the things I was going to do was clean out my mom and dad's closets, and I thought I'd be able to do that for sure. Uh, at least do something here, you know, productive. Uh, and I walked in there and opened my mom's dresser, and the first shirt I saw was her blue Jimmy Fund shirt from last year when she was at the at the Jimmy Fund. And I just I said, okay, <laughs> I'm done in here. I can't I can't do this anymore. I don't know how people do it, and I know people do do it. And there are people in life who have way, 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 way worse situations than I do. And, We'll see some of those great people in a few weeks at the at the telethon. I mean, my mom and dad were not were too young by far, but I mean, you know, I'm not an idiot. When you think about people like, you know, Miles Goldberg, one of the greatest kids you'll ever meet in your life, that's unfair. I mean, my dad was 68, my mom was 66, too young, but they lived good lives. You know, they did. Um, but it's just a weird. It's a weird feeling. You're always waiting for them to walk in. You're always waiting for them to walk in a room. Or you're always waiting for them to do something. You're always waiting for them to call you. Or you're getting ready to call them. I was running the other day. This has happened, I don't know, ten times in the last eight weeks? I was running the other day and uh, and stopped and said, Jeez, I have not checked in with Mom today. And took the phone out of the dumb you know, pack thing I have, I put around my arm and, 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 you know, did my password and was starting to dial the number and said, uh, it <laughs> didn't, didn't, and I thought, what are you doing? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you ever, I'm sure you're never exactly the same ever again. It's, it's, it's a strange feeling not to have parents and I understand I'm 42 years old I'm not a child um, and there are kids people 20 years younger 30 years younger than me who lose their parents and I get that uh, and I'm reading this book right now it's uh, on grief and grieving it's called and it's helpful at times and not helpful it gets a little a little too syrupy sometimes for me but they do say that you know you you can't do that you can't compare your grief to someone else's your grief is your own so i i'm tr- i'm always prefacing it maybe i shouldn't um, but i just feel bad for them you know i feel bad that they missed out on all this they would have a great time up here the weather's perfect in maine uh i'm taking my kids to a water park today which is probably the worst thing that's going to happen to me in the last seven weeks but uh did did my mom would miss that my dad would miss just watching them swim and run around and do what they do. And and then they would go down to Florida for a couple of months in the winter. They're going to miss that. They're just going to, they, 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 they got screwed. They got screwed, that's all. And it does make you wonder, and I said it the other day with Gary and Mutt, you know, I'm now absolutely 3,000% convinced I'm going to get cancer and die in my late 50s, early 60s. And you do wonder, you know, you get sort of these big sweeping thoughts and mostly in the middle of the night because you don't sleep and is it what am I doing? Is am I living a meaningful life? Is this worth it? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I make this move? Should I try this traumatic thing or that traumatic thing? And probably you take a deep breath and time will pass and you'll be all right. 
guess. But right now I'm absolutely in the in the weeds. I'm in the tall grass, and I have I know I'll get out of it, but I'm I'm struggling, struggling like I never have before. So, and I think my guess is I'll probably be uh, tougher to work with than before, or more frustrating, or something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happens when, when, when this stuff happens. And you're ready for it, you know, intellectually ready for it. I mean, your dad gets diagnosed in September of 2015, and you know he's got maybe two years to live, and your mom gets pancreatic cancer, and you think, well, you know, you're hearing initially three months to live or six months to live, so you're, you're thinking, okay, you know the math, but it doesn't change, you know, it doesn't change when it happens. No matter what, it doesn't change... It doesn't change when it happens, and there's 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 anger, and uh, and there's also this weird sense of relief at the same time. And then you get angry that you're relieved, and then you overthink it. You think about, you know, should I have said this? Should I have done that? Maybe we should have done this, or why didn't we talk about this? Or this was left unresolved, and that's that's about the best you can do is sort of just continue to just hack your way through the grass and. I imagine there'll be light somewhere at the end of some tunnel. And like I said, today will probably be a good day, and tomorrow will probably be shit, and then the next day will be okay for a while, and then be shitty, and then you do the whole same goddamn thing over again. Uh, And then I guess one day you wake up, and it's, you know, sad, but not as sad. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. And it's, like I said, it's been only been 13 days, so... It's just weird, you know, people feel alive, you know, they're so tangible in your life, and it's not like my mom and dad lived 2,000 miles away, and we saw them three times a year, and talked six times a year, and, you know, go visit for a week, I mean, we were in their lives every single day, I lived in California for a total of, I don't know, five years of my life, and for the other 37 years, uh, I saw them essentially every single day, talked to them every single day, more than once over the last couple of years, all the time, whether it was, you know, just checking in or going to Dana-Farber or going to Mass General or just going over and making sure they were okay and do you need this, do you need that? And that becomes not a second job, but sort of part of your life. And then all of a sudden, one day, you know, someone stops breathing and then that is totally gone forever, forever. That that part of your life is just removed. And it's this huge part of your life. And it's a burden to some extent. And it's overwhelming and it's scary and it makes you angry. But it's there and it's alive. And it's this essential part of your existence. And it's just gone. And you don't know what to do with the hole that was there, that is now there, that wasn't there before. You have no idea what to do. And, you know, you have these dreams, too, you know. Three nights ago, what's today's, I'm taped, I'm doing this thing, it's probably not going to work, on Wednesday morning. Three nights ago, Sunday and the Monday, I had this dream, I was in the car with my dad, and we were just driving, and I was driving, and he was shotgun, which was, only at the end. I mean, my dad drove. My dad drove the car. When you were in the car with my dad, my dad drove the car until the last couple of months, you know, maybe a year, six, nine months, when you just couldn't, when power was seated to some extent. 
But in this dream, I was driving for some reason, and he was next to me, and it was so clear and such a normal, regular conversation, and we were just talking about stuff. And it felt real, and he wasn't sick even in the dream, I don't think. And it was just your basic conversation that we would have had four or five years ago. Almost frustrating at times because my dad could be frustrating too, but it was real. It was one of 50,000 conversations we had. And then I woke up, and it just was, it was like, Jesus, that's, that, that didn't happen. That's not there. I'll never have that conversation again. You know, we'll never sit there and watch the Celtics or the Red Sox or the Patriots or golf or play golf again or, you know, uh, he, will never, he won't make fun of family members to me and I won't make fun of family members to him and he won't ask me about the show and this or that and that's gone and my mom is gone. They're just gone. These, these figures that were everywhere are gone. So it's sad. It's upsetting. It's hard to wrap my head around, like I said. And everybody's been fantastic. Everybody at the company's been great. Uh, most of my f- uh, friends have been great. Most of the family's been great. Some have not. Uh, but most have. I think a lot of people are not, are not sure really what to say in some ways. But everyone means well. <clears throat> and I would say one thing. I'm, a, I'm not an expert. God knows. I don't know shit about anything really. <laughs> Um, I'd say this, if, and I didn't know this a couple of years ago either. If you're wondering if you should reach out to somebody ever in a situation like this, reach out, that doesn't mean go over their house or bother them, but you think I've tried two or three times and it got back to me. Should I stop reaching out? The answer I think always is no. Keep reaching out, keep texting, keep calling keep writing letters. They may just not want to respond. I can tell you from both of my parents, they were, they kind of, sometimes would just check out and say, I don't feel like answering these texts. I don't feel like calling these people back. It's tiring. It's upsetting. I don't want to have a conversation with them where they're so upset. It takes a lot of energy away from me, but they like to hear from people. They liked knowing people care. And I understand it's frustrating if you reach out or text two or three times and they don't get back. I understand that, but that doesn't mean they don't want to hear from you. It's just the opposite, I think. That's what I would say. And some people stopped doing that. And I don't blame them. But it can hurt. It's not fair. I understand it's not fair. You reach out two or three times, they don't reach back, and then, then they're upset at you. It's not fair. But it's, the whole situation's not fair. So that's the, I swear, if I've learned anything, it's that. Just reach out. Because it matters. It really does matter. And yeah, there are people I'm disappointed in, for sure. I mean, I, my mom's brother... Uh, I'm tremendously disappointed, and I'll never forgive. Uh, he and his family were awful to my mom and dad. You know, just, just essentially ignored them for the last couple of years for reasons I'll never understand, ever. Uh, and we had it out. We had a, a terrible fight downstairs in my parents' house, my uncle and I, uh, on Father's Day as my mom was upstairs in home hospice, essentially dying. Um... And I'm not happy that we had it, but it had to be done. There were things I needed to say to him that he needed to hear. Uh, and I'm glad I said them. I wish it wasn't as heated as it was, but it happened. Uh, and he has to live with his regret. You know, Jerry said something to me, and I hadn't thought of it. And it means a lot is that, you know, it 
the one thing I, I'm not a perfect person, obviously, but the one thing I know I did, and my brothers did as well, and my wife did, and, 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 and other members of my family, is we gave everything we could. We dedicated every second we could to them. There's no regrets on that end. We tried as hard as we could. So we're sad and devastated and confused and angry about the whole process. But I know uh, there's no regrets. We spent every second we could. You know, we wore ourselves out, and I'm happy to do it. And I would have done it again if, it, if we had to do it all over again today. Uh, others didn't. And uh, I'm not going to say shame on them. It's their life. It's their choice. But they're going to have to live with it. Maybe they don't care. My guess is they don't care too much, or they wouldn't act like that. So uh, that's what I have to say about that uh, is, a, is a long way of saying do everything you can. I understand, you, you know, if you can't give up your life, but if, you're, if it's your friend uh, or it's somebody you care about and they're going through something like this, they, they need you. They need all the support they can get. They absolutely need all the support they can get. I don't have much more to say other than that. I just didn't, I felt like running a, a podcast with, I don't know. I wanted to talk about it and I'll talk about it more with Jerry on Monday and, and I want to hear his thoughts as well. But uh, uh, just a little broken right now. That's all. And sad and, and I miss my mom. I miss my dad and I feel bad for my kids and my nieces and nephews. They really missed out. Uh, you know, my dad uh, was sort of the dominant figure in my life as, as a child and as a young adult. And, 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 and sort of, I was always, I think, in a way, as I think sons do, trying to impress their dads. Uh, and, and him being gone is, this, is, is a weird, weird thing. My mom was the opposite. You know, you never had to impress her. She didn't care. She just loved you no matter what, unconditionally. Not that my dad didn't, but you felt like you had to prove something to him. My mom, you didn't. You knew she was there. She was the good cop to the bad cop. Uh... And I think people saw it at the Jimmy Fund last year on TV. She loved it. She was really, really excited. She was going to be on with her doctor, Dr. Wopen, at the Jimmy Fund telethon this year uh, in August. Obviously, it's not going to be the case now, but she was really looking forward to that. Um, and I'm looking forward to the Jimmy Fund telethon to some extent this year. Obviously, I'm, 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 I have mixed emotions about it. Just Not mixed emotions. It's a great charity, but I'm, I'm worried about doing it. Uh, I think it's going to be an emotional couple of days. It always is, but I think even more so this year, but I think that's a good thing. That's okay. And they do great work. Um, it's amazing the pancreatic cancer. My mom lasted 16 months, which is incredible. What's incredible is that's incredible. You know, I mean, we were told three months, five months, she had her first treatment and they just kicked the shit out of her and she couldn't get out of bed that she couldn't move. Uh, she lost 30, 35 pounds in three months, eight weeks, whatever it was, some crazy, I forget now, you lose all these numbers and charts and weights, 20, 25 pounds, whatever it was, and her tumor grew and spread. And her doctor, Dr. Murphy, said, we'll try something else. And we sat there thinking, we're looking at a dead woman. She lasted another year, you know, went through two treatments and was unbelievably healthy, was able to go to Ireland with my family and my parents, which now is, you know, the most important trip I'll ever take in my life. Um, but they were good for that. And they had some good times in that last year and, and, and really fought hard. And, um, you know, it's a shame pancreatic cancers, they've not figured it out at all. A lot of other cancers they've made, not chronic, but they've been able to really extend the life. Pancreatic cancer, they've gotten nowhere. They just can't figure it out. 
and it's sort of ignored because I think people say we just we, we can't do it we can't we can't beat it we can't um, solve it so let's move on to something we can it's a shame and over the past couple of weeks particularly after my mom passed I've gotten letters and emails and so many and, and I'll get back to everybody I really will I'm trying to and everyone you know I'm amazed how many people have said to me uh you know, my mom had pancreatic cancer. She died six weeks later. My dad had pancreatic cancer. He died two months later. And we've heard that. I used to hear that. I've heard that for like the last couple of years, really. Uh, and for my mom to make it as long as she has is was unbelievable. And she fought hard. And uh, and it's just a it's a it's a it's a it's a cruel it's a cruel cruel thing. That's all. And I know I'm meandering and wandering a little bit, but that's kind of where my mind's at right now as I sit here uh, on July fifth. Uh, I'll be back next week. I'm ready to go. I'm excited to do the show. The show's doing remarkably well. I mean, the, since I've been off, it's been a horror show. I've listened to Mutt and Treddy today, which is as bad a radio. It's, uh, one thing I will say about radio is we have made this, this deal, I think, Jerry and I. We're going to do a different show than the other shows at our station that most of the market do. We'll do some sports, but we'll also joke around and mock the traditional boring sports talk. We leave, and there are people who are with us every day, and then they get together, and we're not there, and they do the exact kind of show we mock. I'm always interested and fascinated by that. They know what works and doesn't work, but yet they do it. It suggests to me either they don't care or they're afraid. I guess at some point I'll address that uh, with those people, probably next week. But, uh, but anyway, I don't do this a lot. I've gotten so many emails and tweets and, and stuff, and I do appreciate that. And, 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 and you can act like it's not helpful, but it's helpful. And you get emails from people whose parents have both died. And, and I got a great email from Adam Jones at, at 98.5. Uh, really nice, really, really nice email. Ones like that are, uh, have meant a lot. And people go through a lot. They do. And you get lost in your own isolationism. And you sometimes forget that you're, you are not alone in this. But, uh, but, but it'll be okay. It'll be all right. Just, um, just hang with me. Because it's going to be, there's going to be some days on the on the air where I am a fucking asshole. I'm not going to want to be near that fucking place. I'll be ready to pull my eyeballs out of my fucking head. And understand, there's maybe a reason why. Not, past the normal stuff. That's all. No excuse, but that's just where I'm going to be at. So I have no idea if this will ever be on the air or not. I think I'm taping it properly. Uh, but that's it. You know, it's been, by the time I get back, it'll have been three weeks or so since I'm on the air. And I'm going to give my best. And uh, and be ready to go. But I I, I I can tell you right now, I'm I'm no less uh, sad than I was, you know, 13 days ago and, and and seven weeks before that. It's been two months and a day since my dad died, and I'm just still processing that. And then this other thing gets dropped on you, so and it's awful. But <clears throat> there you go. So there it is. This is enough about me, I think. I don't know. I'm going to send it over to Ben Kitchen and see if, if he can make fucking heads and tails from it. Uh, if I even know how to send this, it's fucking confusing to me, this this this, this tricky uh, technology. But I'll be back, Jerry, and I'll be back Monday. As I said, I think Jerry will be back. If not, I certainly will be. And I'm there for the next few weeks or so, and then uh, August will be pretty quiet, and then we'll be ready to go again in September. Uh, Jason Wolf's a two-part podcast. I think we're going to split it in half pretty good. Uh, we have some other stuff lined up as well. The podcast will be every other week. It'll be consistent. That I can promise you. We're going to work hard on that uh, for sure. So that's enough about me with uh, me, Kirk Minahan, the star of the Kirk and Callahan Show. I will talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.